0: And binge on those videos, which which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. It is a whole new world out there. As you know, over the past 18 months, everything has changed, especially if you're dealing with trade shows, conferences, expos, live events. Everything has changed How do you prep for a new event world? I've got Devin Cleary, who's the VP of Global Events at Bizabo. He's going to be on here to explain everything to us, and you're going to love this discussion. So let's get rocking. Hey, class. Welcome back to Trade Show University, the podcast for virtual and live events. I am Jim Sturback, your host. This is going to be an amazing episode. You're going to love, love, love this episode as we talk about prepping for a new event world. And joining me on the mic today is Devin Cleary, who's the VP of Global Events at Bizabo. And we're going to be talking about, as a CMO, as someone who's responsible for marketing for your company, how do you prepare for your new era of events, the new era of uh, live events and trade shows and My gosh, there's so much that we have to consider because everything has changed. Everything has changed. So you're going to love this uh, interview and be glad that you're, you're here today. You're going to want to listen to it more than once. I can almost guarantee that. Before we dive into the interview... I want to tell you about today's sponsor, who is TechMatch. TechMatch is serving event organizers and event technology providers by helping them accelerate their digital transformation. Now, what this means is they're helping companies go from live events to digital and hybrid. It's not an easy road. You need a partner like TechMatch and their combined 45 plus years of proven leadership experience in the event and tech industries coupled with their proprietary process. Look, you can jump on your bike and go down the rocky gravel road, or you jump into the TechMatch sports car and jump on the superhighway. Visit techmatch.co for more information and get ready to accelerate. Now, let's go talk to Devin Cleary from Bizabo. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is going to be a great interview today. This is something that that is an, an important topic especially where we are right now in the world There's so much going on, so much change and I have a great person on that's going to give an amazing perspective on the world. And today my guest is Devin Cleary. Devin is the VP of global events at Bizabo. He's a top performing event producer and a passionate marketing executive with over 16 years experience leading the creation and active management of diverse experiential marketing programs for B2B, nonprofit and consumer markets. Devin holds a proven track record, strategizing and Executing world-class in-person, virtual, and hybrid events, he's got such a breadth of experience. It's uh, amazing, and really, really honored to have him, on. Devin. Welcome to Trade Show University, and say hi to all the, all the uh, trade show and business professionals out there.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me, Jim. I'm completely energized for today's conversation, and hello to all of you into the uh, digital universe. Thanks for joining us.
0: So, Devin. As we know, and as I kind of said as to to bring you on it 's a, a new world. Everything has changed, especially in the in the trade show and event world in the last eighteen plus months and things are looking so different. Thank God for technology, thank God for technology' been able we 've been able to, we've been able to con- still communicate, still connect, and still do things still have events, even though they 've gone virtual and now they 're moving into a hybrid space. So for the CMOs and and for anyone who's responsible for marketing for their organization, how should they best prepare for this new era, this new world of events?
1: Yeah, well, let me let me just start by saying in regards to sort of the overall CMO strategy and marketing mix, I will validate today that events, whether virtual, in person or hybrid, they're still the most important activity brands invest in to engage their customers build community and accelerate revenue streams and cmos have such an amazing opportunity in front of them to truly lead the transformation in events unlike ever before you know as you mentioned these past 18 months have really allowed organizations and specifically their events organizations to innovate quickly to fail freely to learn off on the fly and to really try try again And I think what we're emerging into is what I'm calling building the next normal. This is when many of these CMOs are starting to test again, this experiential marketing footprint, both as a standalone channel, as well as an integration as part of their overall campaigns for the year. And that really leads us to the hybrid event market. This is really what's happening now, as well as what's on the precipice for the future and being really a set precedent for our industry. So some advice I would give right off the cuff to CMOs listening is number one, you really have to stay educated and and really make sure that you have your pulse on what's happening. Every single industry is different right now. We're all going into different directions. They're making different strategic decisions. And for example, like the medical industry or retail, most of their business is very transactional. They have to rely on in-person to really be successful and drive, you know, their revenue, their business deals. So that in-person trade show environment where whether they're doing a hybrid or not, they're really prioritizing the in-person component. And then we're seeing on the opposite around the B2B tech enterprise space. They're being much more conservative, you know, they're either pivoting back to virtual exclusively for the remainder of this year, just based on some of these macro conditions, or again, they're really prioritizing virtual first in a hybrid model. But these, again, these CMOs really need to make sure whether they're partnering with their analyst groups, they're looking at all of their strategic players and and talent on their roster, making sure they're really looking at the right resources to get a good pulse on what's happening so they can make a very informed and strategic decision. The next piece of advice is making sure you're capturing your customer or attendee insights. There are so many tools, whether it's survey, whether it is focus sessions, Tapping into your go-to-market teams to really understand the dialogue and the conversation that they're hearing from their customers that will really set you up for success on what should the future portfolio look like specifically around formatting and when are people going to feel comfortable? And as I mentioned, you know, every industry is a little bit different. So that uniqueness is really going to, again, allow those different CMOs to really make informed decisions. The next uh, piece of advice or number two is you have to staff appropriately. You know, there's going to be a huge influx and a demand for in-person as well as these hybrid programs, which again, you're really creating two simultaneous events into one unified experience. You're going to need a significant amount of resources and capital, especially for the larger scale trade shows that we've come to love in the past decade. So it's really making sure that you have those resources in place to easily evolve or pivot and remain agile at any drop of a dime because every single week something is fluctuating or adjusting. The third piece of advice is making sure you're you're really focusing on the professional development of your events organization. We are seeing such a transformation, not only on the event landscape and the experience, but really the transition from event planner role into becoming true experience leaders. So they're not only prioritizing the execution and the logistics, but they're really becoming individuals who know how to customize and personalize the customer and future customer journeys tied to any sort of engagement tied to events and attendees really you know their expectations and their needs are also changing which i think is what's the byproduct and sort of the result of all of this evolution that i just mentioned but at the very least i want to really echo today and kind of give a sense of comfort you know you, we should not be letting this resurgence in covid and especially with the delta variant really halt your event plans You know, a hybrid strategy is just that it allows you the flexibility to really be able to pivot and prioritize different variables and use those different levers to figure out what is the right format in the time that you need to still deliver a go to market message, a product launch, you know, accelerate deals and really focus on that customer nurturing that again, can't wait, regardless of what's happening in the rest of the, in the world. So, you know, for us. We really look at making sure and advising our clients, regardless if it's Visibo, but really making sure you have a strategic technology partner, a really all-in-one platform, and making a very smart choice because that really allows these CMOs, especially when they're thinking about the future of events, to make sure they're always gonna be able to gather that data, to track it, and to really prove that ROE, which we call return on event. And although the terms are redefining and the concept of planning large in-person events will change dramatically, if not already as we've seen, But I wanna remind everyone from an optimistic perspective, you know, change is such a good thing. It leads to the adoption of new skills, business models and at Visibo, we have a slew of different business models tied to hybrid it's not just one size fits all we can definitely talk about that later and then it's also really focusing on advancing the industry towards innovation you know we saw such an acceleration over the last you know two years that i'm very excited of what's to come and i think this is really the trying time for cmos to step up and finally integrate into an omnichannel approach their events program
0: Wow, wow, so much great information there. I was taking notes like crazy <laughs> as, <laughs> as you were going through that. I love what you said, you know, number 1. Don't let don't let this freeze your your company. Uh, everything that's happening in the world it will continue to happen, continue to evolve and so you have that you know fight or flight or freeze mentality as humans and a lot of t- a lot of businesses we saw when this first started happening back in 2020 we saw a lot of businesses freeze they they just canceled their events or said well we're not going to do it or maybe we'll we'll dabble with some virtual events no you can't do that the technology is there it's available you've got to continue to engage with your your customers your audience your prospects to make sure that that you do not stop your business and I love what you said, you know, we are building the new normal. This is, you don't, it, the new normal is either gonna happen to you or you can be part of the change. You can be part of building it. And and uh, Devin just gave so many great uh, tips on on staying educated, making sure you understand what's going on out there in the market to capture your customer insights how else are you gonna know what whether your show was your event was good bad effective or not you've got to capture those those insights and that's going to help you plan for future events as well staff appropriately these these are not just one event a hybrid event is not just one event it's not just a live event and you can have one person watching the chat (laughs) as it were this there's they're complex and you have two separate audiences with two separate needs so you've got to staff that appropriately and then f- continue to focus on the professional development of your team, because we're we're going and we're switching for, from just events happening to events being part, not not just events, but uh, our exhibits are experiential. Making sure that that your team is well staffed and well developed, so they can lead that experience. So much great stuff there. So, whew, okay, so. <laughs> so as event professionals and CMOs in marketing, we've got to collaborate better. How can we best collaborate during this time as we continue to to move into this new era?
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely love this question. I think it's the perfect follow up because you know one thing I think we can all acknowledge, and you know I've seen this over my tenure in my career, is despite the role of events in the marketing mix. CMOs, you know, they've struggled sometimes to really prove that event ROI or ROE, as I mentioned previously, and it's been a challenge, you know, I would share, you know, maybe five steps right away to say, here's how event profs and CMOs can really take a unified, you know, partnership and really be successful. So, you know, step number one is you have to set measurable goals for every single event you do, and you really need to create a strategic framework And I would say simpler is better. There's actually one specifically that we adopt and that I have brought along with me for many of the organizations I've had the privilege of supporting over the years, and I call it the M spot. And it is an acronym that stands for mission, strategy, playbook, omissions and targets. And it's a one page slide with a very detailed outline that is a forcing function to allow the CMO and the events organization to really collaborate on this document that is then shared. And distributed publicly throughout the entire organization. So every single individual has buy in, understands what the goals are, how we measure that success, and then making sure we have the proper MarTech and the infrastructure on the back end to be able to actually deliver on the tracking and the actual measurement post program. So that's one thing that, again, I would say right off the bat, that's event professionals in general can really be successful in that partnership with a chief marketing officer. Number two is they have to be involving the sales team before, during and after event. And that is an executive leader, like a CMO advocating for the importance and the prioritization of the program and the events professionals behind the scenes, following up, nurturing those go to market leaders and making sure everyone understands the role and the goals we expect from every single person, holding them accountable. The third. Is using that real time data to dynamically adjust uh, participant experience or attendee experience. You know, we, we have access to such incredible data now at these days. And that obviously allows us to really inf- infiltrate kind of the human behavior of these organizers, uh, groups, tribes you know, attendee communities, etc. So it's really great that we can obviously make adjustments very close to an event that really will hit the nail on the head, meet customers and attendees where they are. So they really feel like you understand who they are, where they are in their journey. And then that's really going to, again, pay dividends as the rest of the experience kind of unfolds to truly, you know, establish a lifelong relationship with that customer or that prospect number four. You really need to close the loop using your CRM and marketing automation tools. There is a a huge trend that I have witnessed over even the last 18 months, which is, you know, event technology should not be considered separate from MarTech. It is MarTech. It is not a separate sort of infrastructure or piece of equipment. And everything needs to look holistically if you truly want to embed this into, again, the omni-channel of marketing. So, you know, given and then I would say probably the fifth step in this whole process is really creating both executive and functional analytical dashboards, like really effective reporting so that if we're collaborating, we can truly track easily because at the end of the day, the CMO is making sure they're fueling the pipeline and they're scaling the business through the different you know, MQLs, SQLs, leads, demo signups, all the above that they're really responsible for driving in addition to brand awareness, brand expansion of an organization and a company. So those are really the five tips right off the bat that you want to be mindful of and make sure you're following through as a checklist to collaborate effectively. And, you know, event planners, they know how to run successful programs and deliver that informative content that they can engage attendees. They can provide opportunities for that peer interaction, but it's really time for event professionals to step up and transform themselves from meeting planners to true ROE marketers. And, you know, they're very well positioned to raise that bar and to demonstrate how events deliver financial impact if they sort of take these tips into consideration. And I think, you know, the biggest goal is tying these events into that omnichannel experience because that's what CMOs are trying to create throughout their entire tenure. And if an events organization can help them accomplish that, you will be a top priority, which in turn provides budget investment stability and all the things that i think a lot of event organizations are having anxiety about over these last two years where are things going to sort of fall but you really need to make sure that you're establishing appropriate event goals that you're setting in that you know you're setting that marketing and sales plans and you're optimizing that lead management and that is a great way to collaborate stay close to your cmos Make sure you have plenty of meetings and cadences that you establish with proper agendas. One thing we like to do at Visibo is, you know, every week or two weeks, we send a dedicated templated email to all the leadership from the CMO populated by the events organization. It's key updates and key metrics so that we really feel like we're in unison. And again, everything is completely holistic in our approach so that we are one team, one band, one sound.
0: Wow, one band, one sound. I love it. (laughs) Marching band days. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So this this has been great because really, if anyone took anything from that, it's gotta be that you've gotta be in lockstep. The CMOs and your event professionals, your planners have gotta be in lockstep more than ever before, more than ever before. It's just so, so critical and I love that you start by talking about setting the right goals and setting those measurable goals because that is something that I have said in fact the very first episode of Trade Show University is all about goal setting for events and so that is uh, because it's the most important thing and then you follow, follow that up with all those great tips and steps and end it with having those dashboards so you can actually measure and everyone can keep an eye on what is going on with those goals I love it I love it just so much great stuff. And the ROE marketers, <laughs> that is a great way to look at the future of event planners to be that return on event, the marketing team for that. It's just, it's what it's all about. It's its great to have a, a beautiful looking event, but if you're not having a, a solid ROE or ROI or however you want to look at it, then it's, it's just not a, a true success. Yeah, Great stuff. Thanks for taking us through all that. I want to I want to switch a little bit. Let's let's talk about sponsorships. Talk about mm-hmm. sponsorship, which is such a critical part f- for all these types of events, and specifically in-person events. What do you think sponsorships are going to be looking like for in-person events as we move
1: forward? I absolutely love this question. Sponsorships is one of my passion projects, especially engaging with strategic partners and event partners for an organization. The appetite for in-person events is incredibly strong, regardless of maybe other things that we're hearing in the market and, you know, protocols for safe events are better understood more than ever before. So, you know, some people have even started to, you know, write content or come out publicly and really potentially shed some concern around Is it going to be a tougher sell with everything going on in kind of current marketing conditions, you know, market conditions around in-person sponsorships. And I think we need to sort of pivot that conversation or that evaluation to much more about the customization, the exclusivity offerings, and really providing transparency. I think these are the trends around sponsorship that absolutely have to be embedded from day one, starting today and onward. And let's not forget that regardless whatever the median is, whether it's virtual, hybrid, or in-person, sponsorships in all ranges offer access to an audience. You know, you can still identify key target individuals that you want to um, specifically expose your brand to or get face-to-face connections with. And then also it's really that positive brand affiliation. You know, this is where event marketers can still learn, lean on the power of the brands they represent. And you know, their sponsored desires want to leverage a lot of this for brand affinity. So that positive association between sponsoring partners and, and sort of that host are just as valuable as ever. But again, just like I talked about earlier, we're sort of going into this next normal. It's really time to rebuild your sponsorship framework. And I think hybrid is a perfect use case to how you can really combat the above and make it incredibly successful. You know, hybrid events are good for sponsors simply because there's more opportunity available to them. They can increase their reach and engage their buyers like never before. But, and this is my advice during today's conversation, many sponsors are so new to hybrid events and it's such a novel concept still, they're unfamiliar with that potential. So, what I want to recommend and something that we are doing, and I have done this in previous years and sort of re envisioning, reimagining it, if you will, is actually recommending hosting a sponsor summit or one to one trainings prior to your event and at least four to six weeks out from whatever your program is scheduled, regardless of format. Now, some of you might be listening in saying, well, I don't have the resources, the bandwidth based on the size of my events team. And I think there's a lot of creative ways to still accomplish that, especially with technology, whether you're recording video modules or trainings that you can disseminate out to your partners as part of an enablement program. But, you know, the best advice right now is to meet with them and ask them specifically, what do they need? If it's in something entirely different from sort of your inventory list of offerings, You really have to embrace a strategy of flexibility and keep in mind that it's a partnership. These are partners. I'm not a fan of the word sponsor, even to begin with, we should be treating people like event partners, not sponsors. And as a result of that perception, they now become an asset as well as an expert in their field. So you want to make sure a partner feels good. They have the value. They're seeing the impact. They're seeing the time investment and the money that they're spending is actually, again, providing return in multiple different ways to measure that. So, you know, a a fantastic benefit is to really give them that consulting and allow them to sort of customize and personalize their packages. So when you're creating your prospectuses, or your prospectus in trade shows, really think about having some baseline offerings that are standard that many already do, but how can you allow them to come in and based on their needs and their education, knowing this audience as well, what would really define success in their minds and being open to some of those new ideas, you know, offering event exclusivity, customizing those offers. It's just, it's some really critical cases that we're going to focus on. And I've even seen people start to elevate that where. You know, it's not just about leveraging the technology, but they're actually hiring temp staff or they're looking with people prior to the event starting and they're doing one-to-one meetings. So it's not just about matchmaking, but it's actually guaranteeing a certain number of appointments based on the audience type. I think the other big piece to sponsorships is, you know, this conversation around the audience size for in-person, you know, they're going down or we're not seeing the level of audience due to the, you know, the Delta variant travel restrictions, again, a whole slew of different variables. Yeah. I I choose not to look at that as a negative, and I think you still have to understand, are you driving business outcomes? Are you achieving ROI? I'm all a fan of quality over quantity, and if you're still making a sufficient amount of deals and connections and driving leads, it shouldn't matter if there's 10,000 people in a room or 1,000 people in a room. It's really about are you building quality relationships that will have a lifelong impact on the business and allow you to drive that business and accelerate individuals on that customer journey
0: this is such great information and and something that should have this, this kind of stuff should have been happening years ago because i yes. feel in a lot of cases in our live events you see sponsors that it's, it's almost like okay give me your money and then the sponsors are just kind of left out there on their own to make the most of that sponsorship and without help from the event organizer and the event uh, planners. Jim, and this is, is so critical. I love, uh, what did you call it? a sponsor forum or a sponsor? Yeah, uh, so it's a,
1: a sponsorship summit or summit, even yeah. scheduling one-on-one consultation. And again, I just have to comment on what you just said. It is not about the pre-sale experience. People will judge you once they give you over their funding or their investment, how does that relationship fall? So giving them that concierge level service and guiding them and making sure they understand what is the format of the event. If we're doing hybrid, how are you connecting the audiences, giving them a demo, showing them tutorials, like really get into the weeds because if they're set up for success, they're going to increase your likelihood of a renewal and your job's going to be a hell of a lot easier going into future event seasons.
0: Absolutely! Oh, this is this is great stuff. This is great stuff, and I, the the concepts that you're bringing forward about about having more customization, working with them as to what mm-hmm. are their goals, what are they trying to get out of it, not just give me twenty thousand dollars and we're gonna you'll sponsor lunch or you're gonna whatever it is, but give them something so they leave with. Huge wow moments, and that was amazing. We've never gotten that kind of return out of our sponsorship Mm -hmm. money before. We have we made so many great connections. We made so many business decisions there because of what we were able to do through that sponsorship. Great stuff. Thank you so much for uh, for adding all that in. All right, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> There's so much opportunity, and especially, like you said, with hybrid, it's a new world. It's a new world. So many mm-hmm. companies, they may have done a, a hybrid event, but they don't really understand the value, especially from a sponsorship side. So you've got to do – you're educating as a CMO, as, a, uh, as an event uh, organizer, organizer, planner, association. Whatever you are, whatever your role is, you've got to – be educating your sponsors on the true potential and what can you do with them, and maybe work with them. Maybe your your packages, you have some in mind, but they can help you say, "Here's what I'm looking for," and you can create new things just for them based on uh, what their goals are and what your goals are as uh, as a show and a professional. So, just fantastic stuff. Another question that that I've got and uh this we're going to look back a little bit and i want you to look look forward how has have th- things obviously in the last 18 months we know everything has changed yep. but before that because of technology especially we saw the we saw trade shows and conferences we saw the the whole landscape changing over the last say 5 to 10 years prior to that explain how how this is how is marketing especially, event marketing, how did, how things have changed? What have you seen?
1: So, you know, first, a shout out to, cheers to all that we've accomplished sort of in this area of likes. You know, it's maybe looking at a backward glance for the five trends in the last, you know, 10 years. Number one, I've seen, you know, the festivalization of events time and time again is really bringing people together much more as a, of a community and making sure it's much more inclusive in nature. I think the next big trend that has impacted event marketing and beyond, which we'll sort of get into the specifics is really the advent of event technology. That is the number one driver. Yeah. You know, We're now on this journey to reduce the number of clicks, integrations, new levels of automation tied to marketing, and even capturing that participation data prior to event even happening. So all of this data and all of those, collective sort of, you know, resources, it really comes with new business intelligence. That's the number one thing that I think has changed over the last five to 10 years, and sometimes we have so much influx of big data that we don't even know what to do with it, how to process it and how to take away and extract out those analytics and sort of what we should be adjusting, or again, those levers, what levers we should be altering to continue to have successful programs and deliver to market on the return on event. You know, I believe that the the winners and the losers of this space in the future, and especially from what we've seen, is really embracing digital experiences while using technology as a silent partner. So you wanna make sure that everything from an event marketing perspective feels seamless, it's insightful, it's adding value to the experiences, and not just for its own sake of the business itself. You know, we're navigating all of this and sort of this new requirements and capacity with all these changing needs of attendees wants, desires, and expectations. So that's a, a really, really big one. I would say the three more is probably the rise of, you know, sort of syndicated and, and celebrity based content, sort of, you know, the era of social media, really taking the shape of influencers and celebrity. Number four is, you know, the marketing of social media and probably number five is around sustainability and new practices to embed into an overall business. You want to make sure that, you know, you're, you're lowering carbon, you know, your carbon credits that we're, we're allowing for new opportunities through event marketing to not have to do so much direct mail as before, you know, because there's obviously strategic initiatives, not only within the business, but expectations your attendees have on how you operate being a green focused organization and that is again, an evaluation criteria when they're looking at what shows, what trade shows, what hybrid or even virtual programs to invest their time in. And last but not least is, you know, as all of this trendy content has sort of prevailed over these last five to 10 years, we've also seen it come in different forms from KPIs to now community management, community building. So transparency is the final uh, takeaway or, or sort of advice that I would share with everyone today, the authenticity. And honesty has really guided a lot of the alterations in event marketing, you know, resulting in more conscious consumers and really re-centralizing how we have, you know, how we deliver the customer experience. So those are kind of the high level, the high level focus points, but, you know, I'm really excited to see all the new information we've even been able to collect over the last 18 months. Specifically, it's, it's allowed us to, you know, accelerate our learnings, know our customers and our attendees better than ever before. And this is hopefully if you, if you harness this data the right way and you partner with your ops teams and you look at all sort of different technology providers that you're leveraging. You know, things like Infinegro, things like Looker, definitely key softwares that allow you to put that data into really beautiful dashboards and showing attributions and showing critically how you're able to track that ROE. That is what the future of event marketing looks like for everyone, especially meeting people where they are. And again, really cultivating nurtures along the marketing cycle that again, just, it makes people feel like this brand was made for me. They understand everything about who I am and what I'm looking for and we can deliver.
0: Again, such such gold <laughs> that you've brought here. And everyone who is listening, I, I suggest going back a, a few minutes and listen to that section again. How can you learn about what has happened? Some of the biggest trends in in the industry and in in the world. How are they impacting, what are you doing right now? And if you're not taking advantage of those, you're not embracing, like Devin said, if you're not embracing the data that is available to you, especially on the virtual and on the hybrid side, you're missing out, you're missing out. It's, it's one thing, if you think about being at a live event and someone, you're talking to somebody one-on-one and someone else walks up and they're looking through some materials or they pick up some brochures and they, they, you know, they don't have a chance to talk to anybody or they don't talk to anybody and then they leave. You don't know who that person was, you don't know exactly what they looked at, but in a hybrid world or in a virtual world, they come to your your virtual booth and they and they look through material. you now know who came to your booth, what they looked at what what content they they consumed. there's so much data that is available to us on this virtual side it's, so you've got to consume that you've got to put that into good use for future decision making, and then you've got to build that experience building the experience for people that our expectations as a culture as a society have gone way up in the, in the area of experience so we've got to do that also how are you being sustainable such an important topic right there and it's a huge, yes. huge trend that continues to move forward so how are you doing that and communicate how you're doing that because that like devin said that's an important driver for for certain companies and certain individuals and so make sure that you are communicating that strongly and effectively and then be authentic. People want to know that they, they can trust you. They want to see it, transparency, authenticity, such great stuff there. So learn from the past, learn from these trends, and incorporate those into your events moving forward. Devin, thank you so much. It's great, great stuff. So As we, as we wind down our time together here, give people you know your top one or two takeaways you want them to, to get from today's uh, discussion
1: takeaway number 1 is with all the insights and data that you have it's really important that you embed that into your strategy and it is very clear and observed by your audience that you're hearing them you're listening to them and you're adjusting based on what they're asking for you know my We live in an experience economy. People want to be amazed. They want to have a moment that matters that really changes who they are. And by allowing you to incorporate some of this intel, you're able to show them who they could be as a result of that. And don't lose sight of that aspirational goal tied to the event. Number two takeaway is I want you to really invest the time to build a really viable relationship with your CMO and, and really create the infrastructure to support them. They obviously have a lot on their plate and events are one of their top external marketing deliverables and activities to drive that success and return on event. So by having a clear framework, and by working effectively by establishing a clear cadence with you know proper agendas, proper templates for things that you report on so you're standardizing your practices and really coaching CMOs on the importance of an all-in-one technology platform so that you can pivot and you can still move forward with your planning to be effective regardless of what life throws at you. Thank you
0: outstanding outstanding takeaways thank you so much and for all the wonderful information you shared with us today tell us you you mentioned that that, that all in one that's what we want we want that not that one stop shop that that just makes life easier so tell us about bizabo and and what uh what that platform is all about what people need to know about it
1: yeah, absolutely. So Bizabo is really focused on this idea of transitioning from this sort of event management mindset to really this experiential footprint. It's all about designing event experience for the future. And we want to make sure that we're unleashing the power of professional events and allowing every single person listening today to be able to harness that transformative power to really benefit your own programs. We offer everything in terms of a full suite of solutions from marketing to marketing to management, to call for papers, content, website design, you name it. We really offer that sort of functionality because the idea is we recognize how much you have on your plate And how much you rely on your team being able to execute versus outsourcing externally to a a large number of external partners, which also can be pricey. So we're really excited to work with some of the biggest brands in the world, from HubSpot to Forbes to Bloomberg and so many more. So, you know, speak with us, follow us on social media. We offer great content, check out our blogs. And again, our goal at the end of the day, our mission. Is really to make sure that every single person we come into contact with is an up-leveled event expert that you feel that that interaction in that moment that we are able to share some of our insights, you feel like you're a more effective, more efficient, again, more marketing ROE kind of individual after that conversation result. And yeah, that's, that's visible.
0: It has tremendous capabilities. Go to, go to their website, check it out, or check them out on social. And what, Devin, what's the best way, if someone wants to reach out to you, they have some questions, what's the best way that, for them to reach you?
1: Absolutely. So uh, I'm very active on social media. Feel free to send me a message or a request on LinkedIn. Dev Cleary is uh, sort of the way that you can search for me. And then also on Twitter, my handle is Dev Cleary on there as well. I share a lot of great tips and tricks about the industry, uh, some inspiring content and beyond, but again, welcome any outreach and always love connecting with fellow marketers and event profs.
0: Nice. Nice. And I'll drop all of your contact information right in the show notes. Thanks so much for joining me on Tradeshare University. This has been an absolute pleasure. And uh, you just brought so much great information for people to, to consider. So thank you so much.
1: Oh, Jim, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me today. Keep up the amazing work, sharing all of these great tips and tricks and advice and stories. And know that I'll continue to listen onward after this moment. Thanks so much.
0: Well, I appreciate your kind words, and everyone, continue to listen. and come. Keep on coming back. Keep getting better. Keep improving. But keep coming back here on campus at Trade Show University. We'll see you next time. What a powerful interview. So are you now ready to prep for the new trade show world? Then don't lose the excitement. Don't lose the momentum that you just got coming from that interview. You just need to get over to tradeshowu.biz slash roadmap. And check out the brand new Your Show Success Roadmap program that we have developed. It's going to help you with that strategy that you need to prep for that new world. So get over to biz slash roadmap. Don't miss out this opportunity.